0: This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. We missed Morgan Freeman this week. We missed Morgan Freeman this week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to copy and repeat everything you say. That's very annoying, isn't it? (laughs) I'm not even listening to you. I'm not even listening to you. We had to uh, (laughs) settle uh, for uh,
0: Dave Dugan instead, but a good friend... (laughs) That was really funny.
1: That Morgan Freeman
0: thing got me. That was Lower your price now because we got Morgan Freeman. Very, very good. Yeah, that was funny. All right, topic today. We've got a great topic. We have questions that come in from all over the world. (laughs) This is uh, one from Roy, and uh, I'll read it to you, and I will read it verbatim.
1: Where's Roy from? Do we know?
0: He is from Europe, Northern Europe. Northern Europe. Mm -hmm. He's with a company in Europe.
1: Does it say Northern Europe? Is it not Northern Europe? It doesn't Europe?
0: say. It doesn't say.
1: Is oh. that a country? Well, that's what I'm trying. That's what I was going to ask. Is what technically defines Northern Europe? I bet we'll get some answers on that. What He's, defines it The telephone uh, prefix is three four. Does that help? It does. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. That's just a little east of Norway. <laughs> just a little. Here's what he
0: says. Bill and Brian, just want to thank you for all the great ideas, training you've given me over the last 12 months since I found you. That's I'm in nice. a situation with a client. Here's the brief description. In the, in a certain market and have a client who in previous years was buying from us in large volumes. Mm-hmm. This year, orders have fallen. Mm. I've met with a client. I know our competition is now increasing penetration.
1: We, uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> so, Keep clean.
0: Here we go. I do know that the purchaser plays water polo with the other sales guy. <laughs> sort of God he said well, this. Are you serious? So I know there is a personal connection there. <sighs> well, here it might be golf. There it's water polo. <laughs> Clearly. Very cold water Does polo. It help you in, northern, where, in northern
1: Europe, I'm just well, saying. Where, exactly. It's
0: very chilly. <laughs> I'm now on a plane this week with an engineer to give this company a training day on my products okay. and their application to try and show our knowledge to other members of the decision making mm. process, which I hope will help. If this fails, do I detach from this client and be patient or push harder on my side? Your advice gratefully appreciated. Yeah.
1: And I've heard from Roy before. He's a really good guy, good listener, Absolutely. and a smart dude. Very, so- very thankful, Roy, for listening. Thanks for uh, sending um, your thoughts in. This, to me, is a very simple solution. I think you I know what you're going to say. A, you start playing water polo, Roy. This is easy. Right? How hard can it be, right? You swim around a little. Sorry, did I pop your eardrums there? <laughs> we swe- well water polo is probably something it's easy to learn late in life too. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> Well, it doesn't take much stamina. That's the thing. You're only you're <laughs> no, only tr- you're only you're only treading water for right. nine hours in a row. While some guy, some beefcake, <laughs> is clawing all over you. Have you seen what happens <laughs> under the water? Oh, they pull leg. on each other's britches. Oh, yeah. They pull on each other's swimsuits and stuff, yeah. and Roy, they kick and scratch. Don't
0: take up water polo. Don't find, do water polo. Find Roy. a better sport. Tennis. Uh, would golf, agree. Maybe
1: without question. Um, yeah.
0: Not even polo. Bocce polo, ball. You can get, killed polo, can you? get killed playing polo. My
1: stepdad plays bocce ball. He's oh, retired now. He's in a bocce ball league. He told me all about it. Would be I swear to God, he's in a bocce ball league. There his have it community. It's fantastic. It, I think it can Brooke pee her pants over there. She's <laughs> laughing so hard she okay. can't think. Go ahead.
0: So Salute. what advice would you give him? I know that whenever we get coaching questions like this, it's always nice if we had a chance to talk to really Roy good. and talk a little bit more about it, but he really laid it out pretty well.
1: Yep. Here are Thoughts? a couple, couple things. Okay. Thoughts. Right, first go. of all, I got a couple um, anytime this occurs, I think it's time to reset the relationship on our own minds. And so clearly something has changed here. And we talk a lot in our inner game work about abundance and detachment. And so I've got to go back to that. What what people slip into mentally here is, oh, my gosh, you're slipping away. I need to hang on to you like you would in a relationship the if grasp. a woman that you loved yeah. were leaving you, yeah. right? And in this case, that creates desperation. It creates more of the feeling of pushing away, like, ooh, they're getting icky on me. They're getting yeah. clingy and da 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 And so it's better initially to open the hands and walk away not walk away completely from the relationship mentally get okay with the fact that th- th- this this relationship may have may have moved to a point where it doesn't make sense for both sides yeah that's inner game step number 1 for me cuz you can't do any action or words until you get straight in your head is my Perfect. thinking Perfect You're right with
0: advice. That? No, I think it's You're great good. advice. I saw here where he said, "I'm hoping our knowledge will uh, convince other members of their decision yeah. making," and I think yeah. that was a signal to me that he's he's coming from a place of hope, desire, attachment, yes. grasping. Yes. You know, Neediness. We, we might call this the grasp. Hanging it's on. that. It's that time in the sales process where all of a sudden it feels slipping away and you just reach out and claw yep. someone and
1: yeah. that doesn't feel good. Yep. And I, I will tell I've you th- th- This is, it is a not this good. is does not, not feel good usually. Uh, this is a CEO VP of sales, sales manager alert. Listen closely. You have to give Ray I did that again. His name is Roy, correct? Roy, right. I said right. Ray earlier. You have to give Roy <laughs> the permission to feel that way. Because what happens to Roy, and God love the guy, he's probably getting heat from his VP of Sales. Like, we need to go see them. We need to show them our value. We need to tell him. So his VP of Sales or his sales manager's got to get on the same page with him to say, you know what, Roy, if we lose these guys, we lose them. Let's let's get lost and go find another one. Um, in in the meantime, let's you know reset mentally and see where we go. I have right.
0: alert number two. Oh, good. For Every time VP of sales, yeah, for VP yeah, sales or sales okay. managers. And, and we should do it. We haven't done a podcast just for that group. Yeah, we we'll have to in, do in one. While we should. Soon. Yeah. But uh, what else it does is it puts extra pressure on Roy. I know you're saying that Roy passes on that pressure to the customer, but it puts extra pressure on the sales guy. That's right. we, you know, I think there's this myth that we act better under pressure. Mm. Well, uh, you know, if you hear Michael Jordan talk about some of his am- most amazing games, he felt no pressure. Right. I mean, he scored 60 points. He didn't feel like he had to go out. He loved the game. That was mm-hmm. that Was in his domain. So th- the idea there is don't put pressure on yourself if you're a salesperson. And if you're a manager, don't put pressure on them. It, yep. will, it will not work out
1: well. Nope. Guaranteed. Can I do tactic number two? Yeah. Move go from ahead. inner game to a tactical behavior. Okay. So I think it's definitely time to engage in a conversation, however, not the type of conversation I feel like Roy is heading toward. Not a conversation of, let us show you how, impress you with our knowledge and show you how great it is to be involved with us. More a conversation about, it's clear to me that some things are changing and that our relationship has evolved to a different place. And so I would like to, Mr. Customer, um, reset the whole thing and see, A, sort of where we are, where you are, I'll tell you where I am mentally and otherwise, and then, B, let's look on a go-forward basis, what do things look like? And if it means that we, you know, go from uh, 100 to 20, then we go to 120. If we go from 100 to 90, great. And if it's time to shake hands and be done, maybe that's where this, we wind up, something to that effect. Right? And so I want to lay the, lay the groundwork there. Then I think it's real important we talk about preemptive problem solving, which I think is a great tactic or tool here to use, which is putting problems out up front. And then to say really what's going on. Look, I know you have a relationship. I know you and such and such play water polo together. And I've got relationships like that personally outside of work with some of my other customers. With water polo? With what not with water polo, okay. but with other things. Right. With I guess that's a water real one, buffalo shooting. It? Yeah, right. With biathlon. <laughs> We're northern Europe, right? So it's <laughs> biathlon, right? Where you cross country ski and you shoot targets. Isn't that the most interesting, weird sport in the world? Anyway, no, nothing personal, just interesting. So it, respect those relationships; those mean something. And if it's getting to the point where you know it's awkward that you're not doing more business with that person because you see him up, you know, in the water polo pool, whatever you call that, I was going to call it a court, it's not a court, then fine, just acknowledge it. Acknowledge what's going on. Don't don't hide and tiptoe around the stuff. Because here's what he will do: he will go and give a big, huge presentation, and in his mind, he's going to be thinking. This guy's gonna go play water polo with his buddy tonight after my presentation. Yeah. You know, that's what he's thinking. He never says that. They might so laugh say it, at me. and th- right. So say it. Just say it. Like I get it. It's fine. I respect that. I've got those too. No problem. Yeah. And I'm not taking up water polo because these guys in the United States told me not to. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, go ahead.
0: here's uh, yeah, so I'm going to do number three here because okay. you, you covered that perfectly. I don't see any. Uh, I, I always like no to call. improve
1: what you say. I do, but and I, I, I like can't. When you do yeah, that. I
0: know. We all go ahead. do. <laughs> Um, but here's a question, and, and this is part for all of the rest of us who can uh-huh. learn from Roy's uh, very well-thought-out question. And thank you so much for uh, putting yourself in the barrel here on this, mm-hmm. although you didn't know it was going to be go out to the world, did you? Yeah, I did. Um, anticipate this happening. Your best client is always your competitor's best prospect.
1: Ooh. Say that so
0: again? Your best client's... Are are your competitors' best prospects? In That's other words, really good. somewhere in the in the world, in your world, your competitor has a whiteboard in front of them, and they're target they're doing target account planning. That's very good. And your pros, your clients are on there. So the question is, how do you anticipate this? And I think, you know, you mentioned it a little bit there that preemptive problem solving there is a place in a relationship. Where it starts to go sour, mm-hmm. and you know it, and you ignore it. Mm, yep. Uh, not talking marriage here, although although there probably it is that too. It, it it applies. But in a business relationship, it's that little tiny thing where maybe the customer misses a meeting that yep. you had planned, or yep. or they don't get back with you quite as fast. That's the time to have this conversation you're talking about prior to the, you know what hitting the fan. But I think we
1: ignore that sometimes because it's it can sound negative, but that's exactly the time to head it off. It's brilliant, brilliant. And if you talk and to keep in, in the in the analogy, because I do think it, it works here, if you talk to people who've been through a divorce situation, and I have a friend going through this right now, the question is always, as when that word is uttered, I think I want to get divorced, the question comes up, how did we get here? And the way we got here was because we ignored all the little bitty signs and steps for the last seven years is how we got here. It appears that you just got there overnight or out of nowhere. Completely not the case when you rewind and look objectively at it. So there's no doubt to your point. You look for these little bitty things, right? Yeah. Can we get together? No. No, we can't get together. Oh, sorry. I got to cancel that. Got to move that meeting. Now, I'm going to play water polo with Tom tonight. All those little bitty things are indicators. It's very good. You know, and uh, we talked very about good. Malcolm Gladwell's book
0: books last week: Outlier, yep. Blank, Tipping Point. Yep. And in, I don't know if you've read Outliers or not, but I um, have. He talks about that every plane crash has at least seven things that, if any one of those things were caught, it wouldn't have gone down. And it's kind of the same thing here. When your when your customer plane is going down, it's too late. You start to see, and and there's usually probably five to seven little signals, and just pick up on them.
1: Yeah, the anatomy of a plane crash. There's no such thing as a catastrophe. It's a series of very very small missteps that all add up at the wrong time. Yeah, it's very good.
0: So that's a lesson for all of us, I think, from Roy is uh, just look at your current client base, and if if Everything is going fine. Keep keep up the good work. But if yep. you start to see something slip,
1: and a signal pop up, do something about it. Yep. And uh, for Roy, I'd love to hear if you could email us back, Roy. After you listen to this, take some action and see how that goes. We'd love to hear how it turned out.
0: Email us at listener at advanced selling podcast if you have a question uh, similar to Roy's. Give us a situation, and we'll try to. Uh, dissect it a little bit. We you will. can also yeah. join our LinkedIn group. We have uh, over 600 members now. There's always some really good uh, conversation going on there and some really good advice from people. we got some really smart people there. And there's always some technology questions and things that we're really not expert in, but somebody in the group is. Yeah, so no doubt. make sure you go there. And uh, also, we had a uh, teleworkshop here a couple weeks ago called How to Sell a Premium Product in a Price-Sensitive World. There are a lot of mm. P's in there. Mm-hmm. And it's for people who sell a premium product where you're not the commodity, you're not the price leader. You're the high-priced. If you want to, go to Caskey One and uh, search on that. the um, You can also purchase the webinar. It's about a two two hours worth of audio and video, and it was very well attended, and we had some good response to it. So if you're interested in that topic, go to Caskey One, search on premium product. Beautiful. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to iTunes,